Now let me tell you about American financing. What are you doing today to make sure you're financially set for the future? Are you uh, working on any kind of food storage? Are you looking to you know buy extra things you don't have or saving money wherever and whenever you can? Are you cutting unnecessary spending to live within your means? Fiscal responsibility is something that we all have to get a hold of right now. And American financing is there for you. They're not in it for the bank. They're in it for you. They've been helping people just like you uh, get into their best possible financial position for over 25 years. There's never any pressure, no upfront or hidden fees. And on the other side of that call to American financing is freedom. So call them American financing 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Last hour of the radio program begins in just a couple of seconds. Stand by. February of 2002, in Donald McAvaney's uh, intelligence report, he talked about a plan, a joint military campaign against America that would be waged by Russia and China, and it had been drawn up many years prior. Uh, this, his source, was the main intelligence directorate of the Russian general staff, who had just defected. McAvaney said, he stated on his last visit to Moscow prior to his 92 defection, the Russian general staff was still committed to fighting and winning a future nuclear war against America. The nuclear war plan is still on, they told him, but there have been some changes. No longer would Russian troops be responsible for a follow-up invasion of the lower 48. Russian forces would be responsible for occupying Alaska and parts of Canada and the Chinese would be given responsibility for occupying the lower 48. Is this true? We think so. But what's incredible is this is one of the reasons why uh, Pope Francis apparently is moving to do something unprecedented in Catholicism. We'll talk about it in 60 seconds. So what is a hedge? A hedge is something that you have, you have something out here, and I'm betting on this, but I'm gonna hedge my bet, and I'm gonna place a bet over here in case 
the first bet kind of goes wrong, hoping that the second one will will go up or be a value. That's what a hedge is, and that's what I've been saying to you to do with Goldline. Please hedge your bet. Your dollar is losing money. As it's sitting in the bank, it's not gaining any interest. If it is, it's a couple of points of interest. While your dollar is losing, the government says, 7.9%. No, it's losing more like 15 cents this year. So what are you going to do? What will hold its value? May I suggest gold hedge with gold or silver now is the time to build a hedge against insanity qualifying orders are going to receive a signed copy of my most recent book the great reset those two are extremely limited call today find out how to acquire uh gold or silver find out if it is right for your family also this week they have launched uh, uh the first coin in a series of coins a one ounce silver benjamin franklin stand in love commemorative round it's not a coin it's solid silver but it's around for a reason uh there this is an extremely popular way to diversify and protect your for- portfolio do it now goldline.com 866-GOLDLINE all right, I want to introduce you uh, to somebody. His name is John Henry Weston. He is the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSiteNews.com and host of the John Henry Weston Show. John Henry, how are you, sir? Glenn, very good to speak with you. In fact, it's an honor for me as one of the original pioneers against cancel culture. Uh, you're a real hero. Oh, wow, thank you very much. I wanted to talk to you about something that I don't think a lot of Americans know about. I think Catholics might, uh, but they uh, I don't know if they know what is happening and how important what is happening with the Pope. Uh, I believe this Friday. Can you take us through slowly and explain as you go along? Absolutely. So as, as you've covered, actually, very often, we have seen a global revolution for over the last hundred years, but, but especially in the last hundred years. And very often, heaven is very helpful in warning us of what's going on. Now, one of the things that I want to do is I want to encourage your listeners not to trust what I'm saying, to go and verify for themselves, because they can do that nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, in 1917, there was the most stupendous public miracle in the history of the world after the resurrection and ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. It was in October of 1917, October 13th, in fact. And you can go and look at the newspaper's reports from all over Portugal. It happened in Coimbra, Portugal, in, in, um, in the, at the Cova de area at the time in Portugal. And uh, you can go and look at all the newspaper reports. Three shepherd children poor as church mice, couldn't read, couldn't write, um, were receiving visions, actually, from heaven. Actually didn't know what they were seeing. First they saw an angel uh, in in the year before, and uh, teaching them to pray in reparation for sins being committed against our Lord, and all of the sins that we deal with normally. But in 1917, starting in May, they saw a woman from heaven, Uh, They later learned that it was the mother of Jesus who appeared to them. She asked the three little kids to show up on the 13th of the month for six consecutive months. 
so they started this and the r- rumors started to spread they, you know no one saw anything except for the little kids but they would hear these messages and they were secrets to be held and so on one of the first messages one of the first visions that they saw was hell it was opened up before them and they saw many people falling into hell and they knew it was for all eternity and how horrible that was And they were told that this is hell where the souls of poor sinners go. So this is what happens. I mean, this is unbelievable stuff seen by little children, seven, eight, and ten years old at the time. And what happens is this gets more and more popular. You know, as things are, people are interested in the extraordinary. They they think this is happening. But people are showing up, first by the hundreds, then actually by the thousands. Um, But all they're seeing is three little kids kneeling down in a field, middle of nowhere, and they're just praying, but they're saying all sorts of extraordinary things. And rumors start, and rumors start. So eventually, thousands of people start coming, such, so much so that the government at the time there, which was leaning communist against religion, hated the Catholic faith, wanted to do away with it. We're like, oh, we're disturbed. This is terrible. There's many people coming out to this nonsense. So in August, they forbid the three little kids, August 13th, they forbid them to going uh, to their normal appointment, if you will, at the COVID area with uh, the woman from heaven. And uh, they, they have to skip because they're, they're basically arrested, they're threatened. And then they go back and they're told that in October, there would be a miracle so that people could all believe what they're saying. And this is stupendous because the government at the time that, again, hates the faith and wants to disprove it, has seen these thousands of people. In fact, by September, tens of thousands showing up for this thing has decided, good, we'll let them show up in October because we know that this is all BS. And we'll let these little kids make a fool of the Catholic Church and we'll show everybody that this is all nonsense. And so the government doesn't restrict the crowds, but they also encourage the media of the time to Mm. come. (laughs) So here it goes. And the media are ready to absolutely lambaste this and take it down as as they're wont to do. And yet what happens? So come noontime when it was supposed to happen, it's raining cats and dogs. Already people are calling out what a sham this is. I'm sure the writers and the photographers are going nuts with (laughs) <laughs> what a story this is going to be. It's really juicy. Here are these idiots standing out here in mud everywhere, because it's in the middle of a field, and it's just disgusting. And then the little kids kneel down in the middle of this mud and disgust, and uh, Lucy, one of the three kids, yells, look at the sun. The sun begins to spin, gyrate on its axis, and then throw off various colors. And then it starts to dance in the sky, and then it comes hurtling toward the earth. So much so that people, now there's 70,000 people there, and there's reporters from everywhere photographing this. And you can see in the photos the rain, people all standing there in their umbrellas, and it was horrible, like a mud field. And then you, 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 what happens is the sun hurtles toward the earth. They think they're all going to die. People start kneeling down in the mud, screaming out their sins, saying, you know, repent, I repent, I repent, because they honestly think it's the end of the world. And then all of a sudden, just as fast as it started, and this, by the way, it only takes less than a minute. 
everything goes back to normal. The sun goes back to where it belongs. Everything is back to normal, except one thing is weird. Everything is dry, like there was no rain. So it's a stupendous miracle witnessed by 70,000 people and photographed. And I would encourage your readers, to, your, your listeners, to go and check it out. Check out the newspaper articles. They're all over the net because it was so stupendous. But this was heaven's warning in 1917 about what was to come. So I want to read for you the exact words of the woman from heaven, Our Lady, as Catholics call her, or the Mother of Jesus, as she would be known popularly. She said, and this is the account from the three little kids, the, the oldest of whom was kept alive. Actually, Sister Lucy uh, joined a convent later and lived in Quamber, Portugal, uh, in the convent. Her little cousins, Jacinta and Francisco, both died at the time. Um, and they died of plague, and, and they suffered actually horrible deaths, but they offered up all of their sufferings in union with Jesus' own suffering on the class, cross to expiate or to, to, to repair, if you will, to console our Lord uh, for these outrages of the sins of mankind. So, okay, so wait, John Harry, before we go yeah. on, let me take a one-minute break because I don't want to interrupt once we once we get into uh what was said because this is a prophecy of nuclear war and really kind of a warning to the popes do this or annihilation will come to many countries on earth and this is what pope francis now is doing no other pope has done this john paul did a little bit but it, it, it wasn't according, to, apparently, and not according to exactly what the, the last secret is, that only popes know what that last secret is, we can guess. We'll have more in just a second. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We have been telling you now for quite some time. I started talking to you in January before we knew COVID was COVID. I saw what was coming out of China and said... Don't fear the disease, fear the economic disaster that will come after the disease. We are now feeling it, and it is just beginning. So if you need to get your uh, finances in order and you own a house, please consider calling American Financing today. Not, now is not the time to hesitate. You need somebody on your side that could help you consolidate loans, get a lower uh, interest rate if possible, um, but get out from under those really high interest rate credit cards. You've got to get out of those. You can not only do that, you can save hundreds of dollars a month, but you could also skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So uh, we're back with John Henry Weston. He is the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSiteNews.com. John Henry, <clears throat> there are three secrets that, they were, that the kids were given. Um, and the first two, I believe, have been revealed. And then the third one is the prophecy of nuclear war? Or, or is that another? Is that the second one? <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit complicated because of the way it's, it's worded. 
So the first secret would have been the vision uh, of hell that we already described. Okay. The next or second secret is what I'm about to read to you exactly, what the explanation of that vision was. The third secret, if you will, is uh, another vision that they receive, and then there's a missing part, because notice how with the first secret, or first was a vision, and then came part two explanation. Part three is another vision, except there's no explanation this time. Okay. And that is what is thought to be the missing component, and we'll get into that. Okay. So... These are the words directly from Our Lady, the Mother of Jesus, from heaven to the children. She said, You have seen hell, where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. And that is the, you know, devotion to the Heart of Mary, which beats for the love of Jesus. So, um, if what I say to you is done, she continued, Many souls will be saved, and there will be peace. The war is going to end. Now, this is the First, first world, world War. This is in 1917. So the war is going to end. But if people do not cease offending God, a worse one will break out during the reign of Pius XI. Now, that's very interesting because, of course, there is no Pius XI at the time. This is 1917, so they don't even have a Pius XI and then she's obviously then predicting the Second World War. She says, and she goes on, To prevent this, I shall come to ask for consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. And I'll explain what that is in a minute. She says, and this is where the prophecies of doom come in. If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions against the Church. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father, that means the Pope, will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. Mm. Okay. Then adds at the end, in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she will be converted, and a certain period of peace will be granted to the world. Okay, so who was the Pope during, first question, who was the Pope during World War II? The Pius Twelfth is the uh, Pope from, uh, I think it was 42, and very interestingly, he tries to do this. Now, in answer to Heaven's request, there have been a number of popes who tried. A lot of them didn't bother. Not, not a lot. There's only, we're only talking about, I believe, his eight popes. But Pius XII tries. He could see the build-up, and in, in October 42 already, he does a consecration, but he doesn't do it exactly the way Our Lady requested. If you notice in the request, and... She said, I will come back to ask. When she comes back, it's, it's actually 1929. And I can read for you the request. She says, this is 1929, so now the first two children have died. Uh, Sister Lucy is in the convent, and our Lord appears to her and says, The moment has come when God asks the Holy Father to make in union with all the bishops of the world the consecration of Russia. Uh, this is Our Lady, I'm sorry. The consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart 
promising to save it by this means. Now, the key words are, the moment has come when God has asked for the Holy Father, that's Pope, to make, in union with all the bishops of the world, the consecration of Russia, to my Immaculate Heart. So here's the interesting part. So 1942, you have Pope Pius XII try it in, 19, in October 1st. So he tries it. He does a consecration, yes, of the world, not of Russia, and he doesn't invite the other bishops. Sister Lucy already starts to write, wait a minute, didn't work because he didn't do it exactly as was asked for. He tries it again in December, same thing, not involving all the other bishops, not mentioning Russia. In, in 52, in July of 52, he actually does mention Russia, but doesn't do it with all the other bishops. And so, you know, there's tries, but again, it's not done exactly. Now, to, to give an example of how severe it is to not do it exactly, I point you to recent articles. If you go to lifesightnews.com and check these articles out. Recently, there were a couple of priests who were watching videos of their own baptisms. And in the baptism, the priest baptizing these little children, who are later priests, says, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the right, Son. Right, right, right. And yet, it's invalid. Why? Because the words that Jesus taught for baptism that are used throughout the Scriptures are absolutely to be used and if they're not used properly, Correct. the baptism's invalid. It's supposed to be, I baptize you. Okay, so... But think of how small that is. So the wording is so super important. So let me take another break, and I'm going to come back. And now I want to ask you, what is the Pope doing? And is it because of, as you wrote in one of your articles, um, th- this, this plays a role somehow or another uh, with Ukraine, Kiev and uh russia something about that we think and the pope all of a sudden has said hey we have to do this what is he doing and is he going to do it right um and we'll we'll continue our conversation here in uh, just a second you can read all of these stories on lifesightnews.com lifesightnews.com i know we have a lot of uh Christians that listen to the program, a lot of people that are are not Catholic. I'm not Catholic, um, but I think anytime I do believe that God knows what's going on, we should put our faith in God and not in man. Uh, and any faith that is trying to appeal to heaven, we should uh, be aware of and pray for ourselves as well. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. So if you own a vehicle, getting CarShield is a no-brainer. If you don't have a warranty, they make it really easy, very affordable to protect yourself from expensive car repairs when the time comes. And believe me, the time always comes. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month and covers more parts than ever before. And when you need a repair, you choose the mechanic and CarShield's administrators handle the rest. You don't have to wait for a check or anything else. Plans for CarShield include coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. CarShield has literally helped millions of drivers, and that's why they're America's number one car protection company. So please do yourself a favor and get coverage today. And the best part, when you do, you're going to lock in your price, and it won't go up ever. I mean, ever. CarShield.com slash Beck carshield.com slash Beck. Call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. 
Use the promo code Beck, carshield.com slash Beck. The Great Reset is in bookstores now. Don't miss it. It's a new book by Glenn Beck. Get it at glennsnewbook.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, the Pope is doing something beginning this uh, weekend, this Friday. Um, he is fulfilling something that uh, started in 1917, if he completes it correctly. Uh, John Henry Weston is with us. He's the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSiteNews.com. We've been talking about uh, Fatima. If you're Catholic, you know what that means. But it was something that happened uh, in this little town in Portugal uh, with uh, three little kids. Um, and uh, Our Lady of Fatima had invited uh, the, uh, the Pope and all of the bishops to consecrate um, uh, Russia to the heart of the uh, uh, Immaculate Heart. Now, here is the, here's the thing that I have so far, John Henry. Lucy, the main girl who survived, um, she she was given um, prophecy at the time. So she predicted correctly or, you know, given the information about World War Two in 1917. I have read that she is I mean, these are poor little kids in a know nothing town. She didn't even know what the word Russia meant at the time. Exactly. Um, and uh, and then she also says that various nations if this doesn't happen with Russia, various nations will be annihilated. Then in 1957, when it's still not done, she says, Holy Father, you got to please do this because many nations will disappear from the face of the earth. Exactly. Okay. So now several popes have tried it, but what brought this pope, and I don't mean to be offensive, but I, this pope doesn't seem like real Catholic Catholic pope, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, what has brought this pope to to do this? Yeah, it's a very interesting question because this pope, uh, you, there's two things. For one, we have the perfect setup like never before. So you have Russia attacking Ukraine, Ukraine under fire, and its bishops, the bishops of Ukraine who are under attack from Russia, begging the pope, please consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart, as Our Lady of Fatima requested. So that's huge all by itself. So very much there's now a, a pressure on the Pope and the world's bishops to do this like there never, ever has been before. In addition, this is very strange. Well, you might say, if Francis, for instance, is all about, hey, I want to do something unique. Hey, no Pope's done this for the last hundred years. They've been asked to, but nobody has. I can do this. This is really simple, because it is really simple. It's like for kids could understand it. All you have to do is get together with all the other bishops and do this consecration, mentioning Russia specifically. So let's just do it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But he's also got chutzpah. This is the pope who fired Cardinal Burke, who just dismantled so much of the church. So he's got a chutzpah that we haven't seen in the papacy probably mm. ever. Maybe, maybe during the medieval times. So let's say he does this. A lot of people are hoping it'll bring about not only the Russia's conversion, but the Pope's conversion, too. And then he can turn his chutzpah on uh, all the other stuff in the church. Okay, so let me, 
uh, try not to hide your feelings. Um, the uh, uh, there's also though, isn't there another prophecy that talks about when the Pope travels to Russia? If he hasn't done this, I think travels to Russia and meets with uh, Russia. That that's a bad thing. Is that so? Yeah, there are all sorts of prophecies about Russia being the instrument of chastisement of the world. In fact, Our Lady mentions uh, mentioned to the kids that this would happen about about the many nations would be removed from the face of the earth if the conversion of Russia had not been obtained beforehand. And this is our big issue. Um, the the Russia is obviously right now. <laughs> doing massive harm to Ukraine. They've also threatened nuclear war. So we're back not only in the Cold War days, we're actually really on the cusp. This is a real possibility, although many people are sort of asleep to it. There's also another weird thing. In 33, Jesus appears to Sister Lucy and says, hey, they haven't done it yet. So this is only four years into when the request was made in 29. And they're following the footsteps of the King of France. The reason why that's interesting is because there was a hundred-year span between a request for the King of France to consecrate France to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. wasn't done for a hundred years. A hundred years to the day after that request was made and unfulfilled by the Kings of France, the Kings of France were removed. Um, they weren't killed yet, but they were removed, they were deposed, and then later killed. And our Lord said to Sister Lucy in 1933, they're following the footsteps of the King of France, and they will suffer the same misfortune. So that 100-year timeline is very important, because it's coming up. 1929 is the 100-year timeline, the end of the 100-year timeline. So there's a, there's a time component to this that speaks to this as well. So whatever Francis is doing it for, saying that he's going to do it for, is interesting. However, just on Sunday... Francis alarmed all of those who keep up with Fatima very clearly, very much, because he then talked about consecrating all of humanity mm. and, and Russia, Ukraine. And so a bunch of experts in Fatima, in fact, coming out today is an interview I have with John Salva, who's written a numerous books on this. There's real alarm, because getting this wrong at this point could hasten or, or bring so about what, the What other. is the? I mean, honestly, even if you don't believe it, Okay, let's say I'm magically the Pope, and I'm like, okay, so what did she say? All right, write it down. I would just be like, we're doing it word for word, and then yeah. I'll do something else. You know, then I want to, yeah. you know, then I want to take everybody out for milkshakes or whatever it is. But you exactly. would do that correctly. Yep, yep, and that's been the debate for the last hundred years because political reasons and whatever else and inconvenience or whatever place what could possibly be the political reason or the inconvenience in yeah this? so the political reason was exacerbating the already tensions between the orthodox and the catholics in russia perhaps leading to persecution and so all these things are there but one interesting part i want to get to before we close is that remember that second part of the secret uh, the, the third secret, and then there's no explanation. Well, the third secret was about death and destruction. You basically, you have the Pope there, and he's stepping over bodies in Rome of all sorts of religious and laity and people, and then he goes up a mountain, and he's there praying with other priests and so on, he gets shot and killed. And so that secret wasn't revealed until 1960. Uh, excuse me, it was supposed to be revealed in 1960. It wasn't until 2000. 
But there's a missing part, the explanation, as I said in the beginning, uh, the explanation of that. Well, interestingly, other visions that were related to Fatima, because they would never release that, were from Akita. And they are alarming because they speak again about the same thing. October 13th, 1973, if your people want to look it up, Akita, Japan, Our Lady appears to a nun by the name of Agnes Sasagawa, and she says, relating it to Fatima, as I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Father, that means God the Father, will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge, that means the flood, such as one uh, will never have been seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and will wipe out a great part of humanity, the good as well as the bad, sparing neither priests nor faithful. The survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. So that kind this of is the kind of thing we're looking uh, to avoid and perhaps asking for if we don't get this right. Okay, real quick, I've got about 90 seconds max. Tell me what Catholics should do. To Should they call their bishop? or They should indeed call their bishops and ask them to consecrate Russia in union with the Pope to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. But the most important role for laity is what she asked us, because heaven had a request not only for the Pope and bishops, but also for all Catholics and all faithful around yeah. the world, and that is to make the first Saturday devotions, to pray the Holy Rosary, to and which is a beautiful prayer. You can look it up on my site. It's all, you, you'll find all the info there. It's a meditation on the life of Christ with the prayers. Yeah. But it is the five first Saturday devotion, meditation, receiving communion, going to confession, confessing your sins, and meditating on the life of Christ, the mysteries of the rosary, uh, for 15 minutes on the first Saturday of each month for five consecutive months. Really simple stuff. Most people have never done it. We have a role to play, and this is it. It's all about making reparation to the sins committed against Jesus and His Holy Mother, because it is you, you see what we're doing. You cover every day what we're doing in terms of sin in this world. And we need to repent for it, because God is a just God, as well as a merciful God, but His cup of mercy is running out, because yeah. we have just expended it. Uh, I will tell you, I, I grew up Catholic, and when I used to go to church all by myself on Saturdays. I was a weird little kid, but I uh, prayed the rosary almost every Saturday for a long time. And it is really, truly, when you do it right, and you're meditating on the life of Christ, it is a very, very uh, fulfilling thing to do. So I urge you, if you're Catholic, I might just join you. I urge you, if you're Catholic, uh, to do that for the next uh, four weeks. John Henry, thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. Good to be with you. you. Please do say that rosary with us, and I will pray one for you especially. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Back in just a minute, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. When was the last time you bought or sold a house? Has it been a while? I was hoping we had a tornado here uh, yesterday. Man, I was hoping because my house is going to be finished in two weeks. I was just hoping the whole damn thing would be sucked up into the sky. I was like, come on, come on. That's the best you got. I'm out in front. Anyway, uh, real estate agents, I trust com. Uh, you know, it's a hassle to sell your house and you need somebody who really knows what they're doing and that they they have negotiated uh, the right price on both ends of the deal. If you're buying a house in a hot market, 
boy, you have better have somebody who knows how to get the best deal and not lose the house that you want while still getting a price you can afford and getting every single dollar out of your current home. Whether you're moving across the street or across the country, we have real estate agents that can help you at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Hello and uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you're here today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, You know, as I said earlier today, I can't do a show for somebody who doesn't listen. I do it for you. And uh, times are changing. The seasons have changed. Mm. And uh, I, I just. That was very deep. Times are changing. And you know what? It reminds me of something that my my one of my personal heroes. Kamala Harris oh, recently geez. said, and this yeah. this I think will hit you at home, yeah, uh, right so. in right yeah, where yeah. you live, right where I was saying. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here, mm-hmm. and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right, the significance right. of the passage of time. Significance. Right. Of so the when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time what? in terms yeah. of what we need to do to lay wow. these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. Wow. And there is such great significance to the passage of time mm. when we think about a day in a the day. life of our children. Of our wow. children, Glenn. Oh, think about, wow. Now, have I you mean, ever thought about the significance of the passage only, of time? Only when she was speaking there. I so was four just times? thinking, I was... She thought about it four times? Yeah, and I, I thought about, this is significant amount of time to waste <laughs> listening to her. You know what I mean? I, that, I mean, maybe it was just me. I don't mean to be cruel or insensitive. No. no. Of course not. She no, she's an imbecile. Yeah, like, this is not the Joe Biden problem. This is not Biden who gets lost. No, she's an idiot. She just... She's an idiot, and she's trying to act like an authority on something she seemingly never I mean, understands. Dan Quayle had one, one time, thing. one freaking thing. one time, he spelled potato in a way it, that even some said was correct, but correct. generally not the accepted. Right? One. Okay, one time, one time. She's out there. I mean, Dan Quayle. We should have him on the air. Dan Quayle <laughs> has got to be going. Come on. <laughs> He's got to be so pissed. He's got to be pissed. Uh, it's unfair. And they no one seems to care with Kamala Harris. No one seems to mind it. I mean, she's literally a very weak heartbeat away from being our president. That's, that's I mean, did you, you remember what the Ukrainian, terrifying. the former uh, presidential uh, aide said, like the right hand man to the president no longer working there, so he, he he was clear to say it, I guess. Did you hear what he said when she was in Ukraine? She's like, you know, we're here at the north or the east, or we're, mm-hmm. you know, and if things are bad, but they could be good. <laughs> he came out and said, pretty much, the world is screwed if she ever becomes president. Mm. He was like, it's a disaster if this woman ever becomes president. And it, it's true. It's a... 
You think our you think our allies sense weakness now? She's clown shoes away from being the center ring at the circus. It's so embarrassing. How do you rise to vice president of the United States with this? Uh, Uh, Social justice. I guess that's it. I mean, we do know that, you know, Joe Biden said he would eliminate approximately 97 percent of the population when choosing his vice presidential pick because it was going to be a a woman of color. Mm -hmm. I think he was the maybe it was the a black woman for the Supreme Court and woman of color. So it's a little bit less than 96 percent. But he eliminated the overwhelming majority of the population when looking for the most qualified person, which, of course, means you're not looking for the most qualified person. Katanji Brown Jackson might be the most qualified liberal justice here, right? Obviously, she sees the Constitution much differently than we are, but she she does have a good resume, and maybe she is the most uh, qualified, right? Maybe she is, but we'll never know because he didn't even look at any of the Asian people so, who were qualified I would or the be, Native Americans or the white people, any of them. I would be so offended. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly... Why does a swimsuit guy with a weenie in his pants? What's his? Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas. Mm -hmm. Okay. So why? It's a good. You knew who I was talking about, didn't you? You did. The description was descriptive, I will say. So, so, (laughs) you know, why is he on the girls team? Because he doesn't want to be on a special transgender team. He wants to compete with everyone. Look at what he just did. What Joe Biden did. With this Supreme Court justice, the opposite. It's the exact opposite. You're not on. You're not on the team where everybody plays. You're on a special team over here, mm-hmm. and I'm only going to look at these people. That's an insult to her. A complete, an absolute insult. insult to her, and not one that I think she deserves. No. But again, if that if that was true with her, I guess she would stand up and say, "Look, no, look at everybody. Don't look at just black women. If you want to name me, fine, but look at everybody else first before you, na- you announce it." I mean, that would have been a real response from somebody who actually cared about the most qualified person. This is the Glenn Beck Program.